You're listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the Internet to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web shapes popular opinion, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com. Detroit Lions Senior Director of Community Affairs, Tim Pendell, goes on the record online at the PRSA International Conference 2008 in Detroit. We believe, Eric, that if people see our guys under the helmet or behind the face mask, see them in person, they'll see a whole different dimension than they see on Sundays on TV or if they come to the ballgame. And thank you for downloading this very special episode of On the Record Online with Tim Pendell, the Senior Director of Community Affairs for the Detroit Lions, recorded at the Public Relations Society of America's International Conference 2008 in Detroit. I'm not much of a football guy, so I was kind of winging it on this one. Uh, but uh, I asked him how it felt to be the hardest working man in football PR. I mean, what I was told, or what I saw in the newspaper, is they're 0 for 7. So how does he sustain interest? Well, he told us how. And uh, because I'm not a sports guy, I also asked him if there was any way I could sort of participate in the guy talk about football in the lunchroom without actually having to watch any of the games. (laughs) And he told me how to do that. And we're going to play it for you in its entirety after this. Hi, this is Chris Bechtel, and I'm the Vice President of Products and Services with iPressroom. As part of a new segment we're testing here called What You Can Do with iPressroom. In each episode, we're going to highlight one practical use of the iPressroom media platform. Today, we're talking about one of our core offerings, the online pressroom. Using iPressroom's media platform content management system, non-technical communications pros can easily upload, manage, measure, and distribute their content in a full-featured, branded online pressroom. See pressroom.target.com for an example. The same is available on a smaller scale as well for nonprofits, smaller organizations, and mid-sized companies. If you'd like to learn more, feel free to email us questions to info at ipressroom.com or visit us on the web at www.ipressroom.com slash demo. Tim Pendell, Senior Director, Community Affairs for the Detroit Lions. Thank you so much for joining us at the PRSA International Conference 2008 in Detroit. We're looking forward to it, Eric, and it'll be a good time. So, first thing, full disclosure, okay? I'm not a sports guy. I'm okay. the one, I'm the one uh, middle-class white guy who doesn't watch football at all. As a matter of fact, I, maybe I watch the Super Bowl, maybe. Uh, but I know so little about football. I've, I've, I've boned up a little bit, just enough to be dangerous for this interview here. <laughs> okay. But I'm your target. I'm the guy you want. I'm, I'm amongst your target. I'm the, one of the guys you want to, you know, interest in, in the NFL. And I should also say, full disclosure, that uh, in a previous life, when I was at a PR agency, I represented Lee Steinberg. Oh, and yeah. I, you, you represented Lee. That's a, that's a switch. I, yeah. Well, I, we had the account, and I uh, had to, uh, I did book PR for his book 
uh, Winning with Integrity, The Art of Successful Negotiations. Mm -hmm. Quite a good book, actually. Yep, yep. And I actually had him wired up uh, by CNN-FN when there was a CNN-FN, and they followed him around at the draft one year. So that's as close as I ever got to football. Well, that's pretty close. I mean, Lee Steinberg is very well connected to the National Football League and all sports, as that goes. Well, I didn't get an invitation to his Super Bowl party. (laughs) I wanted one. Must have gotten lost in the mail. Well, I didn't get him Oprah. Probably that's what he wanted. (laughs) Probably. Okay. So first question, uh, obviously, you know, you have got to be the hardest working man in the NFL right now. Well, it's busy right now, and I know you're alluding to our record at 0-7. It's been, uh, it's been difficult, uh, obviously, with the record this year. But, you know, it's something. When you're inside an organization and worked with the Lions as long as I have, it's my 24th season, there's a great bond with the people that are here. Some of these people I've worked with for all 24 years. And down in that locker room, uh, they're kind of like family. So uh, my wife this morning, I was saying, honey, boy, this is going to be a tough day today after a loss to the Redskins on October 26th. This is the next day. And, I, and she says, Tim, you'll be fine once you get in there around your people, your gang. And, you know, she was right. I got back here and we all kind of uh, uh, feed off one another and get our juices going and get ready for the next game. It is tough now, but we do know that people still love football. The people in Detroit still love the Lions, though sometimes it can be a love-hate relationship. And we just keep on plugging, keep doing our jobs, and hopefully things will turn around in the football season. In the meantime, Eric, I get the chance to do some really neat things off the field that carry the word for the Detroit Lions. So, um, obviously, this is a sports fan town. Uh, you know, you, you guys got a terrific hockey club mm-hmm. and uh, a pretty a darn, darn fine NBA team and uh, a good baseball team as well. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm sure they do love football, but people want to win. So how do you sustain interest, you know, when, when you know, you got such a tough record? I mean, it's got to be really rough. Well, this is a football state. Michigan, Michigan State, the Mid-America Conference teams, the Great Lakes Conference teams, the MIAA teams, Friday night lights, Friday night high school football is huge. I love to go to a high school football game or a college game as well. So, again, it is a little bit of a love-hate relationship right now. And the thing that we try to do with the Detroit Lions is, as well as what the Red Wings and the Tigers and the Pistons and the Shock, the WNBA team do, is is that we're very active in the community. We believe, Eric, that if people see our guys under the helmet or behind the face mask, see them in person, they'll see a whole different dimension than they see on Sundays on TV or if they come to the ballgame. So we just had an event last week with the American Heart Association where we had a ton of kids with some of our ballplayers in a healthy eating kind of a situation where we had chefs making fun but healthy food for kids. And Sean Cody and Ryan Neese, two of our defensive players, were there along with George Foster, one of our offensive players. And no longer was it the guy that that plays on Sunday. It's a guy that has kids of his own. It's a guy that's got a good sense of humor. It's a guy that's anxious to go out and help kids in the community. I really believe that relationships is so much of our business, whether it's PR or football or whatever it is. And the more that we can get our people next to the folks out in the community, the more they'll be behind us. And I I think we've seen that. Our fans have not deserted us. They're upset with us. They're disappointed with us, but they haven't deserted us. Tim, as a communicator, what lessons do you have for other organizations who aren't 
maybe at the top of their field who are struggling to sort of pick up their image? Uh, what have you learned that they could benefit from? Well, uh, the one thing is, is just keep at it. Don't give up. Um, things can change on a dime in most anything we're talking about, football, business, PR, marketing, whatever it happens to be. Hopefully the stock market can change too. The things can change on a dime. So keep doing what you're doing. Don't slack off. Don't, don't retreat. Don't give up. Um, keep at it. Keep working on those relationships. Keep trying to build a rapport. I just got a call a little while ago from a, a, a writer from one of the major dailies in Detroit wanting to talk to one of our ball players about something that happened years ago. Well, they came to me to talk to me about it because I know this player very well because alumni relations is part of what we do in our office. I know this is a good guy. I know this is going to make a, new, a good story. So I can be the conduit between the two of them. Now, they're not calling us because we're 0-7. They're calling us because we've delivered with them in the past with help on stories, and they feel that the story we're talking about now about one of our former players will help them. And so here we are, ready to go. 0-7, still helpful, still in their slugging. Obviously, uh, a tough uh, time for the media business. You know, a lot of papers getting smaller, looking at that classified revenue going over to eBay and Craigslist, and mm -hmm. uh, many senior reporters taking early buyouts. Has your press pool gotten smaller? It has gotten smaller. Uh, we've lost a lot of really good people that have even taken early early uh, retirements or have decided that it's you know just time to move on. It's gotten smaller. We've noticed it when we go out and do events out in the community that the TVs don't have that discretionary extra crew to come out and cover you out in the field or the radio station doesn't have an extra person to come out or the photographers are spread too thinly to come. So we've noticed all of that happening and, and it's a tough part of the business. Everybody is hurting right now. Um, in terms of uh, the sort of new media, social media space, mm -hmm. are you doing any sort of direct communications to your fans through, through those channels? Well, my policy has always been if, if we can't get the word out through traditional media, the newspapers, radios, uh, uh, and, the new, and um, televisions, that we have our own sources that we go to. And they're very basic. I don't know how new media you would call it. But we have our own website that gets thousands of hits during the course of a week. So DetroitLions.com and NFL.com are good ways of spreading the word to the football fan, particularly the Lions fans. Uh, we have our own TV show for our coach and some of our players. We have our own radio shows for our coaches and players. E-Blast, I think we've got somewhere between 40 and 50,000 people on our E-Blast that we send out uh, that are Lions fans or out in the community that we're aware of. And so we use all these different types of ways. NFL Network's another one, 24 hour a day, nothing but football on a national basis. So we use everything that we can at our disposal to send out the word because either the Traditional media doesn't care to cover us because of other restraints, particularly right now the elections, or two, because they can't because they're low staffs. So we have to use our own ways and own methods of spreading the word. Let me ask you, um, fantasy football, a lot of my friends are into fantasy football. They're really <laughs> serious about it. They have a lot of fun with it. And they've they got a, a, a voracious appetite for information and statistics so that they can make the right trades and try to win in their league. So how has fantasy football changed your job? Well, fantasy football at first was a little annoying. 
And I'll tell you why. Even my dad would be calling me with information about what was going on. <laughs> and, <laughs> he, and he, we live, my family's back in Illinois. But uh, because people didn't know where to get the information that they wanted, so they'd automatically call the team. Now, because of so much information out there on player statistics, player bios, and because the NFL has initiated a very strong and very public way of identifying and you know explaining to people what injuries players have are they probable are they questionable are they out are they likely you know whatever uh, that that information is so available to folks so now I take a whole different stance on fantasy football because it is incredibly um, good for us because it gets the fans more and more excited what did uh, what did Calvin Johnson do today? What did Jason Hansen do today? What did our quarterback or our you know whoever it is? What did they do today, and how did that help their team? Even our ball players sometimes have their own fantasy players and planet fantasy teams. So uh, I think fantasy football has been good for our sport once we sorted out all this how people get their information. So the pollsters, the uh, the political pollsters say that uh, whoever wins an election has to play to the center. Um, so you're talking about playing to the center of your, your fan base here. But what about somebody like me? What about a woman? What about new immigrants to the country? How do you, who's outside your base and how do you appeal to them? How do you try well, to get them addicted to football? Well, you know, an interesting statistic is, and I, I read this the other day from the NFL, that 51% of our fans are women. Women, is not a, um, women are not a minority when it comes to football. Uh, women love football. Now we go to folks, like you say, folks from coming out of the country in the United States for the first time. We live in a very diverse community, a very strong Arab-American community, and we have found their exposure to football immediately turns them on to the sport. And we have uh, some great fans who are new to the United States. Now to a fan like you described yourself earlier, Eric, I think the best way that we can get to you is is to show you that other side of an NFL player because I, I really defy a person to not get to know an NFL player or get to know more about the personal side of an NFL player uh, that won't want to get interested again. At my church, some folks aren't big football fans, but they know because we had a couple players that attended our church all of a sudden, they know a couple of guys that play for the team, and then they get excited, and then they get to starting to watch their games, and all of a sudden, they go to a game, rather than watching it on TV or listening to it on the radio. So um, there's ways that we can, are, I, I know I'm a little biased, but I think our sport captures people after they watch it long enough. It's a matter of getting to that hot button of theirs, whether it's seeing a player go out into the community to work with some kids at the Boys and Girls Club or at the Veterans Hospital or hearing about a guy who's done something very special or overcome something in their lives to become an NFL player or, or it's because they actually got to know somebody because they go to their church or in their neighborhood. However way we can get to that fan, we will. And I think once they've been around football, they become, my wife's a great example. You know, when I'm a big football fan, all of a sudden her husband's working in the National Football League. She's a big football fan now. So one of the neat things about a podcast is mm -hmm. the distribution is not defined by any geographic footprint. All I got to do is get it on the internet and people all over the world can get it. And in fact, here at PRSA, uh, a guy by the name of, uh, well, let me get his card here because I want to shout out to him. Um, a guy by the name of Bob Cray Crashaw 
from Main Street Marketing in Australia came by, said hi to me. Said, "Hey, you're you're my gym buddy. I listen to your show in the gym all the time." So, and one thing we know is football is is a is an American phenomenon. And I know you guys recently had that game in London, and it was sort of. I don't think it really had the kind of pull or impact that you guys were hoping. I, I'm I, I'm getting out of my league here because I don't know enough about it. But but why is it that American football isn't more of an international phenomenon? Well, that's a good question. I think everybody has their own sport that they gravitate towards. I mean, soccer is huge across two thirds or three fourths of the world, and only the United States is is bulking at it a little bit, although it's getting bigger all the time. Uh, hockey is huge in certain parts of the world and not others. Um, again, I think it's a situation where the more people are around it, the more they'll like it. Uh, in Australia, they have, I think, rugby is big in, in Australia, for instance, and that's tough football. I mean, that's football. That's to the nth degree. Uh, it's a cultural thing that I think it takes a long time to, to get ingrained in other folks. We've tried. The NFL's tried a lot. I actually went to a game at Wembley Stadium in London between the Lions and the Cowboys back in 1993, and uh, we had a good crowd. And people, you know, gave us that kind of kind of big uh, looks at us, like, "Boy, those are big guys," you know. Wow. But yeah, it didn't really click with with the English audience. Uh, we tried it in Barcelona and in obviously Spain and in Germany and all of those areas. And it's had some success. I think in Berlin in particular, it was, and in Frankfurt, it was a big success. Um, but it hasn't gotten to where we'd like. Now, we're, we're keeping plugging on it. We haven't given up on it. International uh, sports uh, community is, is very big for us, not only for fans, but also for a talent base. I mean, we're, as you've seen in, in hockey and in basketball in particular and in baseball as well, an awful lot of the talent base comes internationally. Uh, hasn't happened so much yet in football. Well, there'll come a time when we're going to probably need more and more of that. So we keep plugging at it. Short right. answer is cultural. Okay, so once a year is the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And even I get dragged into a room with a bunch of people that are watching the Super Bowl. i got to tell you, I'm an outsider when the guys start talking about sports. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. And, and I, tell, I, you know, I feel as though my virility is at stake. These guys are talking <laughs> about football, and I don't know anything. So what, what, what advice do you have for me? Where are the cliff notes? How can I get dialed in so at least I know enough to be relevant in these conversations but not have to watch a bunch of games? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd go to NFL.com. NFL.com gives you everything you want to know and don't want to know uh, about our game. I just and want, I just want the overview. I, just, I want the summary. How do I get the summary? You get the summary. Well, give me a call once a week, and I'll give you an overview <laughs> of what's going on, Eric. <laughs> okay. Because there's so much out there. I don't know that there is an overview anymore. All right. I saved the one hardball question for last. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, uh, I'm told your GM was recently dismissed. Mm-hmm. Um, did you play a role in responding and announcing that to the media? And if so, how did it go down and what did you learn? Well, I didn't play a role in that as much when it went out to the media because I work in community affairs, not in media relations. But I did play a role in it when I'd go out and talk in the community and talk to people. Um, 
when it played out, whether it was through the media or whether it was me out talking to the Rotary Club or at the Boys and Girls Club with some ball players, it was one of those things where it seemed almost inevitable that it was going to happen. We started 0 and 3. Uh, there was some media that came out um, uh, through the through the media that uh, said that a change needs to be made, and and dominoes started to fall. And and Matt was Matt Millen, as you're talking about, was released. Longtime friend. I've known Matt before he was with the Detroit Lions, and I consider him a friend. And I I hope he goes on and does great. But somebody had to go after a rough start like that, especially when we started off four and zero. People were expecting something to happen. When it did happen, whoever it was that went, I think there was a certain amount of exhale and a certain amount of jubilation from Lions fans in general. Now we're still struggling, so we still got we still got to get this team on on the right path. Well, we wish you the best of luck. We've been talking to Tim Pendell. He is the senior director of community affairs at the Detroit Lions, and we spoke to him at the PRSA International Conference in Detroit. 2008. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the web to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web impacts corporate reputations, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com.